Welcome to the Thrive Forever Fit Show, the podcast that's here to ignite your potential and guide you on a journey towards living your best life. I'm your host, Jay Nixon, and I'm thrilled to have you with us today. On this show, we're passionate about one thing, and that's helping you reach your full potential, whether that's in your health and fitness, relationships, career, or personal growth. We're here to provide you with tools, strategies, and inspiration to thrive in every aspect of your life. Each episode will dive deep into topics that matter most, featuring insightful interviews with experts, thought leaders, and individuals who've achieved extraordinary success. Together, we're gonna to explore powerful mindset shifts, nutrition and fitness strategies, effective goal setting, mindfulness techniques, and much, much more. We'll break down the barriers that hold you back and help you build resilience, focus, and unwavering determination. So if you're ready to unleash your potential, and embark on a transformative journey, this podcast is for you. It's time to embrace your inner fire, tap into your limitless capabilities, and make every day an opportunity for growth and self-improvement. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and empowered to live the life you've always dreamed of. The Thrive Forever Fit Show is here to support you every step of the way. Let's dive in. Before we dive into the show, I want to take a quick moment to talk about the sponsor of this episode. It is very dear and near and close to my heart because it is Lori's company, Spa Star. If you ever had the opportunity to watch someone create something from a thought or a vision and make this magical thing actually come to life, well, then you'll know why I'm so extremely proud of her and why I'm so excited to have her sponsoring the Thrive Forever Fit Show. If you've listened to my podcast, then you probably heard her on episode 259. If you haven't heard that, I would go listen to episode 259 as soon as you finish this episode. She talks about the story of, of how she created it, the, the adversity she overcame, the challenges that she worked through, and just the inspirational story that I know you're absolutely going to love. But what Spa Star is, it's, it's a, a luxury wrap. And it was created as a, a spa wrap for people who were getting beauty treatments. But what we found out is it is a piece for everyday life. People are wearing it as swimsuit cover-ups, uh, resort wear, just to get ready in the mornings or for that special event. It is the most unique piece. And I've actually, I've actually worn this thing several times. I was the actual first model for this. Maybe I'll show you guys some photos of that, Fred, when the time is right. But it is such a cool creation called the Get Ready Wrap by Spa Star. And because you're a listener, you get 15% off today because you support me. So just go to spastar.net, spastar.net, the word spa, the word star.net. And at the checkout, enter Thrive15, T-H-R-I-V-E 15, and you're going to get 15% off of your Get Ready Wrap. So many of my clients already have these and absolutely love them. We're selling them all over the country and all over the world, for that matter, to high-end luxury spas and to people just like you that are using them inside of their own homes. They're traveling with them. They're using them at the pool. It's so really just unbelievably cool to see it and witness. And I'm so blessed to be a part of it. And I'm so blessed to have Lori actually sponsoring my podcast, which I think is really, really cool. So go check out Spa Star. I know you're going to love it. It is the coolest thing ever. And guys, this isn't just for ladies. This is one of the coolest gifts you could get 
your any female in your life for that matter. If Lori hadn't have created it, I would buy them for her as a gift to show her my love and appreciation. So dudes, if you're listening and you need to get a gift for your significant other or some special person in your life, go to spastar.net, grab a get ready wrap. There's all kinds of colors. There's black, there's sage, there's a berry color. There's a, um, gosh, I just went blank. There's a kind of a greeny kind of avocado-y color. Really cool. You're definitely going to love these, I promise. So go to spastar.net, check it out, support Lori. And Lori, thank you for sponsoring the show. All right, let's get to the action. This is going to be an extremely challenging video for me to record because it's very personal. It's the thing that affects me the absolute most in the career path, the, the job, if you will, that I've chosen to do. And it's watching people quit on themselves is the absolute most devastating thing that I deal with. I'm going to explain that and I'm going to elaborate, but I watch people quit on themselves on a daily basis. And it breaks my heart because I see the true potential in them. I see the true awesomeness in them. I see the true capability of what they, they were born to be, what they should be, what they could be, and they don't see it. And I can't get them to see it. And it's like, it's almost like it's, I'm standing between, there's a partition between me and them and it's a glass wall and they can't hear me. They can't, they can't hear what it is that I'm trying to tell them, the advice that I'm trying to give them, the guidance, the mentorship. And listen, I understand this full well, that you've got to be ready to make the changes in order to make the changes. It doesn't matter what I want. I mean, it goes back to the old adage of you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And I understand that full well. I understand that on a daily basis. And I understand that in the complexity of what it is that I've chosen to do um, with my life. And that is simply help people live their absolute best lives, help them get healthy and fit, help them start to see the world from a different perspective of making absolutely beautiful decisions that lead to abundance, help them have better relationships with themselves and with everybody around them, help them make more money, help them see money differently, help them just live a life that is full of bliss and full of joy and full of amazingness and awesomeness. But more times than not, I watch people quit on themselves. It happens on a daily basis for me. Like I see it every single day. I watch people do it quietly. I hear people do it boldly through a process of extreme hyperbolic discounting. I watch people live quiet lives of desperation. So Henry David Thoreau has a quote that says, most men lead lives of quiet desperation. And I'd expand on that and I'd say most humans are living a life of quiet desperation. And I believe that we're synergistic beings. I believe that our health and fitness and our relationships and our finances and our, our faith and our, our love and our joy and our bliss, I think it's all interconnected. I think it's all interwoven into this, this being that we are and you can't separate any of the facets because therefore they would be isolatory beings, if you will. And that's just not the fact. Everything we do affects everything else that we do. It's how you do one thing is how you do everything. I mean, I could go cliche after cliche after cliche that nobody seems to be really paying attention to because, again, my days are littered with 
watching people quit on themselves. And I don't want to give the illusion that I don't have an amazing career, you know, job, profession, whatever it is, because I do get to see people win as well. I do get to see people take that next step up and that and up level their lives and all that. But what I'm talking about today is the most painful thing, the hardest thing, the most challenging thing that I deal with on a daily basis. And it's it's so much bigger than anything financial or I don't even know another metric that you could equate to it. Like most people look at like, you know, job hardship with like a financial metric attached to it. This has no financial metric attached to it at all. The metric that I attach to this is just watching another human being, another beautiful soul, another another uh, creation that is an anomaly in and of itself that we're so lucky to be here and we're so blessed to be able to do the things that we get to do. And we're so, it's such a great opportunity. And I watch people in their, and I see the greatness in them. I see the absolute abundance inside of them. And then I watch them not believe it themselves. I watched them use a series. I used the word hyperbolic discounting a while ago. And, and really all hyperbolic discounting is, is it's a psychological bias that we all have. Every single human being has psychological discounting built into their, their psychology, into their, in their human brain. And it's simply just a psychological bias where people prioritize immediate rewards over future goals over future life over future success and joy and abundance and i'll take it even a step further and what one of the what, one of the greatest examples of hyperbolic discounting is is procrastination procrastination is choosing to do something of very very low or no value in lieu of doing the thing that you know you need to do right i think joseph campbell's the one that said if you know the, the cave, the dark cave that you're afraid to enter is the exact cave that you need to be inside of, that you need to walk through. And that's really what we do with procrastination. And, and when it comes to health and fitness, we use all of these hyper hyperbolic discounting versions in order to not give our health and our fitness and our wellness and our bodies the one and only body that we get we use all of these things. Like I have people quit on themselves and they use other people as the reason. Like I'll have people quit and they'll say, hey, I can no longer pay attention to or give the attention to my health and fitness and my wellness and my weight loss journey and my, my journey to become the, the, the true me, the, the me that I know that I'm supposed to be, the me that I was born to be, the, the healthy and fit version of me that doesn't have to worry about disease and, and destruction and devastation and pharmaceuticals and hospitalizations and all of those things. And they'll say, I can no longer focus on that because my, my mom, my brother, my sister, my grandma, my cousin is now sick and I've got to give them all of my attention. And my brain immediately goes to, what? Did you not hear what you just said? You're not going to focus on your health because somebody else's health is in dire straits. It should be the exact opposite of that. It should be that the fact that, that you're in, they're in need of you to come to their aid should be the one reason that you put your health at the top of the shelf 
that you give your health the most attention. Isn't that crazy to think about? Stop and pause on that for one second. You will stop because somebody else's health is in dire straits. Somebody else's health is in jeopardy. So therefore you'll say, well, I can no longer, I no longer have the time to focus on myself and on my health and on my well-being because this person who didn't focus on themselves and their health and their well-being now needs me. Do you not see that you're following into that same cycle, into that same pattern, and that one day will be you? That person will one day be you. That's just one example. I see people quit because of the peer pressure of other people, their significant other, their husband, their wife, their whatever it may be, because that other person isn't putting their health at the forefront of their life, and therefore they don't want their significant other to put it at the forefront. I've had clients before that say, man, I barely made it in today. And I'm like, tell me what happened. They're like, well, my husband or my wife didn't want me to get out of bed. They wanted me to stay in bed with them this morning. As opposed to kicking their ass out of bed and saying, you go get healthy. You go get fit. You take care of this family. You be the leader and the pillar that you were born to be. And I'm going to follow suit and do the same thing. I see it all the time. I see people use money as an exa- as, as a reason that they, they can't go to the gym. They can't follow a nutrition program. They can't have a coach or they can't have a mentor. And what they don't realize is the discounting of their self that they're doing today, they will pay the ultimate cost for that someday. Because if you think being healthy is expensive, try being sick. Think about the last time you were sick. Think about the last time you were ill. Maybe you had to go to the doctor. Maybe you had to get on medication. Maybe you had to miss work. Maybe you had to miss some family things, right? It's not just all financial, like green dollars. It's, It's the time. It's the energy. It's the lack of energy. Think about those times. And that was just, you were just sick. You just had the man flu. It wasn't even that big of a deal. And think of all that you lost. Think of the cost associated with that. Just wait until you get a serious thing. And here's what I'm talking about. Here's what I've watched in the the course of my career. I've watched people die because they don't take care of themselves. I've watched them get diabetes. I've watched that diabetes lead to the amputation of fingers, toes, feet, legs. I had a client that used to work with me. Hey, man, didn't have diabetes really did good, really tried hard, lost a significant amount of weight, and then came up with a hyperbolic discounting reason why they could no longer continue. Two and a half years later, they came back, severe diabetes, had already lost three fingers and two toes, and then quit again. And then I heard that they lost their foot and then their leg, and then their life. Every single one of those was preventable. Same person, but every single action and and pain that they went to, cost, think about the cost of that. Think about the cost of your life. What's it worth? Think about the cost of your leg, your foot, your fingers. And I know what you're saying. Like we have this diversion technique that we have built into our brain that that'll never be me. 
I've had clients that came in and said, man, I'm here because I'm watching my mom go through the most severe battle of her life. She's gotten so overweight that she's got lymphedema to a place where she can't even walk, Jay. She can't get out of bed. Her body's so filled with fluid. Her diabetes is off the chart. And they say to me, this was all preventable. I watched my mom do this to themselves. And they're overweight. The person telling me the story is overweight by probably 60 to 80 pounds, maybe a hundred. And they've quit because they convinced themselves that that won't be me. And it's as close as it can get, right? It's as close as it'll ever be. Your mom, it's as close as you're going to get to the fire. But yet we have the ability to convince ourselves it won't be me. I'll procrastinate long enough. I'll defer long enough. That won't be me. And I see it on a daily basis. And one of, the, one of the challenges is that we've become so comfortable being, looking, and thinking, and performing, and acting, and, and speaking, and living at such a low standard. I know that's hard to hear. I know that sucks to hear. It sucks to say. But our, our average has gotten so low. I remember what average used to be. I think about my grandfather all the time. He was a roughneck. He was in World War II, worked in the oil fields in Texas, had weights in his garage that were, you know, filled with sand or water. You know, those plastic weights that your grandparents might have had or you might have had back in the day if you're as old as me. And I watched this man live a life of standard. I watched him bust his ass to provide for his family in the oil field every day. We talk hard that day. We talk about hard stuff. We talk about hard lives. We talk about challenges. He died in the house that he raised my mom and her two brothers in. So did my grandmother. Tiny house. I remember I used to go to the house. House was so small. We'd cook Thanksgiving, Christmas dinners there. And if the, if the stove was on, you bet your ass you were sweating. The house was so small. It was probably less than 800 square feet. Definitely less than 1,000. I bet it was between 550 and, and 800 square feet. He worked in the oil field every day. He would come home so filthy and so just covered in soot and oil and dirt and muck that my grandmother would make him take his clothes off in the backyard and hose himself down with the, the water hose before she'd let him in the house. He'd do that. Then he'd go and he'd eat dinner with my grandmother. Then he'd go in the garage and lift weights for an hour. On the weekends, he'd strap ankle weights to his legs and his arms, and he'd walk around town picking up trash with a trash bag in his hand. He taught me this at a young age. When I was a little kid, we used to live out in the country. We lived on this, this road. It was like a country road. And then it was this big hill about, about a mile down the road. And then if you made a right-hand turn, you'd go up this giant hill. It was called Spur 490. I remember it like it was yesterday. And my grandfather and I would take off, and we'd have our ankle matching ankle weights on our tonic shoes, they had a little cushion in them. I remember the, that's what he used to give me for Christmas and my birthday every year is a brand new pair of shoes. The only time I ever got a pair of new shoes when I was a kid, he'd give me the ankle weights. He and I put those on and we'd go for a three hour walk down this country road, up this giant hill. And we'd pick up trash on the side of the road the entire way. I miss those dudes. I miss those men. I miss those role models. 
I miss a man that never quit on himself a day in his life. Like that's who my grandfather was. That's probably who your grandfather was. Like I miss those guys. And I think often about my grandfather. He was probably, my dad passed away when I was five years old. So my grandfather, Floyd, was my dude. He was the guy I looked up to, the guy that I wanted to be like. And I think about him all the time. And I think, what would Floyd say about this? What would Floyd say about these standards? And I think he'd be disgusted. But you know what he'd do? He'd just go to work. The man worked until the day he died. He mowed his own grass. He washed his own car. Like he did everything that a man used to do. And I'm not bashing men right here, guys. Like I'm a dude, obviously. Love my, love my bros. But we got to be better. We got to stop quitting ourselves. Ladies, I mean, you're, you're just as guilty. I'm going to be honest. You're just as guilty of allowing yourself to, to set a standard that you're better than, that you deserve better than. That the people watching you, the the kids and the, and the the youth and and your the people that follow everything you do, they deserve better than the guy I'm talking about who quit earlier, whose mom was was deathly ill. Got six kids, six kids. Watch it, because remember you catch you catch more is caught than taught, right? You're going to catch more than you're being taught. They're just watching. Just watching dad, watching mom. Like ever, we're all being watched, right? So it's the hardest thing I do is to watch that on a daily basis. Like I, can, I, can, I can list them off. And here's the crazy thing about the human brain. Like we remember the pain often more than we remember the pleasure. I can list them off one by one by one by one by one, the ones that have quit. And my greatest fear is when somebody quits, in that moment, I, I start future casting and I think, what's it going to be like in six weeks? What's it going to be like in six months? What's it going to be like in six years? And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, 99% of the people that I'm talking about, when I see them six months, six weeks, six years, six whatever later, it's never better than it was when they left. It always gets worse because the hyperbolic discounting gets more aggressive. The procrastination gets more aggressive. And eventually you get to a point where you don't even think that there's a, there's a way out. You don't, you get to a point where you don't think there's a way out. You don't, you think you've gotten so far gone that there's no way out. And you just settle for that. You know, I think a lot about life, the quality of life. You know what I mean? Quality versus quantity. And I think, you know, quality, man, your, your life, your health span, your lifespan, like you're, you're just the, the, the vigor that you get to live with. Like, don't let that subside. Like, don't that, don't let that go away. Like the older I've gotten, the more I've gotten kind of focused on longevity, on living a life of, of abundance in all forms. Like I went back to earlier and here's, here's something else I'll touch on that, that's challenging because here's what I see. It's all connected. Uh, so I watch people who, who don't take care of their health. I watch their, their financial life struggle. I watch their relationship struggle. I watch their, their belief in themselves, their joy, their, their self-awesomeness struggle. I watch their faith struggle. 
I watch their, you know, and I consider all those things to just be like your, your life force, right? Your life force to me is all of those things combined, like your relationships, your, your quality of financial life, you know, where you don't have to worry. And, and you, I mean, I think, I think the statistics up to like 86% of people that paycheck to paycheck have massive debt. You know, the amount, that, do you know the stress that that brings on? You don't think that's going to affect your health and fitness? You don't think that's going to affect your relationships, your faith, everything? So I can count all the people. And I know I'm bouncing all over the place, but my brain is just like a pinball machine right now because, you know, the message that I'm trying to convey to you is that you're worth it, that you deserve to not suffer. But I also want you to understand that a lot of the suffering is self-induced. I've suffered. I lived a life of suffering for 20 years self-induced suffering. I'm a familiar with it. I have a relationship with it. I understand it. And so I see it when people do it. I see it when you do it. I can tell when you are, you're, you're self-sabotaging, you're self-suffering, you're creating the life that you are so disdained with. Like I watch people quit on themselves and then I hear them say things like, this sucks. This is BS. I'm suffering. I'm struggling. But you you quit on yourself. Like you can't quit on yourself, guys. Life's too precious. Life's too amazing. Life's too awesome. It's too abundant. It's too it's too there for you to take. And I understand that sometimes it gets heavy. Sometimes it gets hard. Sometimes the challenge seems insurmountable, but then I want you to pause and that happens and look at everything you've already done. Look at everything you've already overcome. The fact that you're just here as a human being is, is a, the, one of the greatest anomalies on the planet. If you look statistically at what it takes to, to have the sperm and the egg do what they do and then create and then you grow and then all of the things you've already overcome that you didn't even know were in your way. And then all of the, the life adversities that you've overcome and all the life challenges and all the obstacles and everything you've grown from and grown through, I know sometimes it feels like it's insurmountable, but it's not because you've already done most of it. And the truth is this, if you just get out of your own damn way, if you just take quitting off the table, you see, I've taken quitting off the table for myself. Like there's no alternative. I still have hyperbolic discounting in my brain. I'm programmed with it just like you are, but I'm really aware of it now. And I'm really conscious of when I'm doing it. And then I can analyze and assess it and say, listen, Jay, that's not going to get us where we know we have to go. And where we have to go is to live the life that I was supposed to live, to live the life of responsibility and opportunity that I was granted when I, was, when I was presented into this world on October 3rd, 1974, when I came out of the hatch, like that was when it was, it was go time. At no point, at no point was that little guy supposed to suffer and live a life of, of depression and anxiety and overwhelm and all of those things. And yes, we'll all go through those things. But at the end of the day, at the end of the road or even on the road, it's supposed to be abundant and joyous and blissful and amazing, and it is. But you got to get out of your own way. You got to start analyzing and assessing what am I really doing here? Why am I putting this off? Because someday it's not going to be able to be put off. The future is going to come. And if I continue to hyperbolically discount, if I continue to procrastinate, if I continue to put everything else in front of this, if I continue to make these excuses, if I continue to leave a life 
of quiet desperation. Eventually, eventually I'm going to have to cash those chips in. And that's when the real pain is going to set in. When the disease is there and you no longer get to make the decisions that you get to make. And I'm telling you, it's coming. I see it on a daily basis, guys. I've been doing this for so long. Somebody that I know, somebody that I've worked with or had the opportunity to have a conversation with is going to get sick today. That, that makes me sick to say that. Somebody's going to get sick today and it's going to be a sickness that's not, that's not overcomable. It's going to be something that they're going to have to deal with and pay for and pain for for the rest of their existence. And I say existence because at that point, life is really, well, what is it? But while we have choices, while we've got opportunities, while we've got the ability to make the decisions, here's what you've got to do. You've got to take quitting off the table. You've got to start believing that your worth, whatever it is, that feels like it's too much. You've got to start putting yourself in your health because listen, I want you to understand this. I want you to start thinking about this. Life force energy is my health and fitness, my quality of life, how I feel, how I move, how I think, it's all connected, my relationships. Like how am I showing up? Like can I can I really? Here's this is these are my thoughts. These are these are the, the opinion the opinion the opinions of Jay Nixon. Can I show up as my best self to my partner, Lori, to my circle of success if I'm not being my best, if I'm not thinking my best, if I'm not treating myself with excellence, if I'm not taking care of my physical and mental and emotional body, what kind of friend can I be? What kind of significant other can I be? And if I was a parent, I'd feel the very same way. What kind of parent can I be? And that, that, that may piss you off to hear that. It might make you mad, but I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. But it also affects my financial position in life, how I treat myself with, from a health and fitness perspective, my relationships, the circle of success, the people I hang around. That's going to dictate how financially successful I am, how financially I'm able to take care of my family how financially I'm able to take care of the world that I've created, the people that I help, all those things. It's also going to affect my spirituality. But whatever it is that you believe in, how you treat yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, all those things is going to affect the, the, the spirituality, the faith that you have. Your life force energy is going to be affected by all of this. So if you quit on yourself in one realm, even if you're not calling it quitting, you're just procrastinating, you're going to get back to it. But how many people do you look around and see that don't get back to it? Either time runs out, because the clock's ticking, time's going to run out, or you're going to get to a place where you just think, this is it. This is as good as it's ever going to get. You're going to feel that way with your, with your physical body and your mental body. You're going to feel that way with your relationships. Some of you are in a relationship right now that you hate, that you think sucks, but you've convinced yourself, this is as good as it's going to get. 
Some of you are in a job or a career or a financial place right now that you've convinced yourself, this is as good as it's going to get. Never going to get any better. Some of you are in that same place with your spirituality and your faith. I'm here to tell you, the easiest one of those, the easiest one of those to begin to change is the health and wellness bucket because you're in 100% control. And when you start changing that bucket, the relationships will change. The financial will change. I've watched people be dead broke, paycheck to paycheck, credit card Charlie, like broke as a joke. I've watched them get healthy and fit. And I've watched their entire life force energy change in a positive way. They start thinking differently, speaking differently, acting differently, hanging around with different people, making different decisions. And all of a sudden that financial situation completely flips on its head and they start making more money than they've ever made in their entire lives. You don't think there's a synergistic connection to that? There's no coincidences. There's no, there's no coincidence that that happens. So guys, all, I'm, all I want you to do if you listen to this, and I don't care if one person listens to this, just one, Take quitting off the table. Take the BS off the table. Take the excuses off the table. Stop discounting your self-worth. Stop discounting your value. Stop discounting your purpose on this earth because it's big, it's huge. It's more than you can even imagine. My belief is that you were born for greatness. You were born for abundance. You were born to live a magnificent, joyful fantastic life and you can but the one thing that that will prevent you from having that is if you quit if you quit on yourself in any of those facets but think about the easiest one think about that health and wellness and fitness bucket and i'm not talking about having six-pack abs i'm not talking about being on the cover of magazines or doing any of that kind of crap i'm talking about living a healthy wealthy, happy, abundant life from a mental, emotional, psychological, and physical perspective that allows you to fill every single one of those other buckets up with nothing but joy, with nothing but bliss, with nothing but what you want. If you're not living the life that you want to live, if you're not living the life of extreme abundance and awesomeness, then it's time to have that conversation with yourself. You've got to stop quitting on you. I believe in you. I know you're built. I know you're born for more. I know you're built for awesomeness and greatness. And I want you to have it. And I know you can get it. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Be awesome to yourself. Be awesome to each other. Be kind. Be loving. Be all the things that you want and you need out of life. And you'll get them right back. All right. I'll see you soon. Hey, before you go, I'd just like to say thank you again for listening to the Thrive Forever Fit podcast and watching on YouTube. It means the absolute world to me. And if you would, if you would do me one favor, and that is simply subscribe and review this podcast on whatever platform it is that you enjoy it on, YouTube, Apple, 
Spotify, doesn't matter. I would absolutely be so grateful and so thankful if you do that for me. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you again next week with an awesome, awesome episode. Bye.